The San Francisco Dance Film Festival presents Dancing Through the Lens, a bi-monthly podcast featuring guests from our dance and filmmaking communities who share their interests, insights, and methods of creation and connection. I'm Claire Schweitzer. If you've seen Dance in the Bay Area, you've probably seen Baba Tunji. His extraordinary athletic and almost superhuman movement style has captivated audiences both on stage as a longtime company member of Alonzo King Lines Ballet, as well as on screen in films by Post Ballet, Max Savage, and Kate Duhamel's Candy Bomber, among others. I was thrilled to speak with Tunji about his dance journey and glean from his insight and experience as a dancer on film. So, Baba Tunji, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. So, you have appeared in many films that have screened at the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. You have graced so many stages uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area and beyond. And this first question might be the hardest because of just how much it encompasses. But can you actually describe what your dance journey has been up to this point? Well, in one word, I'll say deeply gratifying. I had started um, dancing just doing hip-hop on street corners, all self-taught, me and my friends. um, We called it Flips for Tips. Um, And so we'd be dancing on the street corner, and if someone dropped any money in the tip jar, all of us would perform different flips. um, And we just were like known as these uh, dancers that danced on the Bayfront um, in Hilo, in Hawaii. Eventually, a studio owner came by and recognized our talent and was like, oh, I I could see them bringing that to my studio. I could see them teaching that. And so she had offered us a job. But quickly, she understood that we had no idea how to teach someone else. We knew how to teach ourselves from watching YouTube videos, but we had no idea on how to like teach someone else. We had no pedagogy. Um, and so she was like, okay, you all are going to be students then, and you're going to be teachers. So we were put into uh, ballet, modern, contemporary, jazz. Um, I even did a little bit of Irish step dancing. Simultaneously while we were doing that, we were also teaching um, a break dance and a crumping class. Um, and around this time, So You Think You Can Dance was blowing up. And uh, one of its like subsidiaries, America's Dance Crew, was also blowing up. So it's like, whoa, yeah. I want to put the Big Island Hawaii on the map. I want to be on TV. I want to be on So You Think You Can Dance. Or our crew should be on America's Best Dance Crew. And so this was the goal. And so that's where uh, inspiration and training kind of went in. Like we, we now had this dream that we wanted to reach for. And so, yeah, that was the original end game. Um, however, Lines Ballet came to Hawaii and performed. And I watched the performance. Same thing everybody says. It blew me away. I was like, wait a minute. There's so much more to dance. So then 
that became the new dream. Fast forward, I left Hawaii. I joined the Lions training program. I graduated from the Lions training program, danced with a couple of companies in the Bay Area, and then I eventually left the Bay to go to Denver, Colorado, to dance with Greg Dawson's company. But during this time, I kept coming back to audition for Lions. And I would say, hey, can I come into the studio? And they'd say yes, or they'd say no. But I just kept trying to show my face. Like, I really wanted it. I wanted to let them know that I wanted it. And then when an opportunity came, I would be there for it. Um, and eventually that opportunity came. They had a big audition. And I got cut right before the very end. I was like, you know what? I definitely, I still think that lines is where I'm going to end up because, like, I believe it, but maybe now is just not the right time. I was leaving the company in Denver um, and passing through San Francisco to see some of my friends uh, who were in the training program at Lions graduate. And I was taking class with them at this time. I didn't tell Lions that I was around at all. And right. um, Arturo Fernandez, the ballet master at the time, had come by the classroom and saw me. And he's like, you should come into the studio again. For whatever reason, I think maybe more company members were leaving than originally expected. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, they were doing a collaboration with Hubbard Street and they were going to be premiering oh, yeah. it in LA, yeah, Azoth. And so they needed someone to either step in for one of their dancers um, or one of the Hubbard Street dancers. And so they offered me the opportunity. I said, I'd love to. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is my audition. I won't forget, I was a mess during the tech rehearsal. And I'll never forget Alonzo's words. He like came up to me and he just said, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Why are you here? And I, I didn't know what to say. And he just was like, where is your light? Like, if you're not here to shine your light, then why are you, why, why aren't you, why are you here? And I think that that was what needed to happen in order for me to do what it was that Alonzo needed me to do. Uh, I think he saw what it was that he was hoping he would see. And in the green room, he had offered me a contract. Fast forward, <laughs> six years <laughs> after that, I got like, that was my dream to dance with lines. Right, right. Oh, that was, yeah, that was such a generous answer. And just so important to keep just such, such an important reminder to just keep perspective at every stage of that journey. And just, you know, there are always several different frames to to each moment. And even the moments that seem like the low ones, like just, again, flipping that frame and just really zoning out can, really, out really can really, really help. No, that's, ex that's exactly it. It is, perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. And it's mm -hmm. the hardest thing to be going in a direction and have such a clear perspective and then something go wrong and to remind yourself to step to the diagonal or like 180 degrees to the other side and look at it from a different perspective so that you can uh -huh. see this amazing opportunity that this is offering or this blessing that's actually hidden in the really gunky, uncomfortable, heart-wrenching stuff. Like there's always something that we can gain. Abs yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the last two years were a great example of that because a lot of dancers 
were not able to really do their job as they have normally envisioned and, you know, performing live on stage. But also the flip side is that a lot of dancers now were turning to film, either working on film themselves or um, participating in film projects in lieu of performance opportunities. Now, I'm interested, because uh, you were in several films before um, the world turned upside down a few years back. So what was surprising or unexpected when you first started performing on film? I think the most surprising and unexpected thing is the amount of repetition that is involved. It's a pro and it's a con. I'll start with the con. The con is that it is extremely fatiguing. And so that was the thing. It's like, wait, I thought the last take was my best take. I don't know if I got another take in me. You know what I mean? That for me, it's, it's fatiguing. Any type of dance is fatiguing, but something about live dance is it's so easy to leave what just, I mean, it's not always easy, but ideally it's easy to leave a mistake that you just made in the past in order to move forward with the present moment because the piece will not run back. It, it's going to keep going and either you're with it or you're not. Um, so the, the con for me was always fear that my next take wasn't going to be good enough because I had given everything I had on the previous takes. However, the pro that I learned was that with film, the entire take, unless you're doing a one shot, the entire take doesn't have to be flawless. They can do so much in post, mixing together the best beginning and the best middle and the best ending and placing it together. You know what I mean? And so it, it is interesting in that if you can get past or get into a, a state where the fatigue doesn't worry you and you're able to drop into it and drop into your body more, the ability to run it back honestly is an amazing blessing because if something doesn't go quite right, you can always take a little bit of one and then mix it with the other one to make something that maybe you're not always consistently able to make when you do a live performance. So that's one thing that was surprising, both positive and, and negative. And also uh, getting better at understanding how to take care of my body during the filming process because they're long shoot days sometimes. And so you usually want to do it and then you want to sit and you want to kiki and talk with someone, but you can do that. But you also have to understand, like you also have to get back up and deliver. It taught me how to be more um, responsible for my body. Yeah, and I'm very interested in either how do you prepare differently or whether you even prepare differently, both physically and artistically, for film performance versus a live one, especially given that there are many repetitions that could effectively function as the performance. Physically, I give myself my own warm-up. I do that for rehearsals or for film now. I've just been trying to build my own practice to get my body ready in the way in which I needed to get it ready. The main physical shift is that I never stop warming up during the filming process. Like you get warm, then you do your take and you do another take and another take and another take. And then, you know, the crew goes on break or they're going to film another person or they're going to film it from a different angle where it doesn't need you. You got to stay in your body. You have to do some light movement some light like energizer in your body either 
um, 30 minutes before or 15 minutes before you have to step back on set or just in the middle. Like I'm on set. I know they, they're going to call me up. I don't know when because everything always runs slow on a, sh- on, uh, a filming schedule. Like you've got the schedule. Yep. Throw it out the door. Just be ready because you're never <laughs> going to know. So it taught me to just to like stay in my body, um, not leave it and let it completely cool down. Artistically, that's honestly the hardest, especially when like your whole world is performing for an audience or for someone else or for a group of people. Performing for the camera is something that I'm still trying to figure out. There's a sense when I am dancing on stage and I'm not like performing outwards, I'm trying to go in and trying to bring the audience in. I could be crazy, but I can feel them coming in with me. I can feel this energy that's going on between me and that person or me and all of them. With camera, you don't feel that. And so if you don't have a resilience or a meditation built up in your own mind to keep yourself engaged in what it is and what you are doing and you're wanting or expecting that outside energetic affirmation, that's one thing that's lacking or that has lacked for me a lot of times when doing filming, especially if I'm doing like a solo moment, then it's just me by myself with this lens following me. And it can feel a little strange, but that's my own thing in all honesty, because if I remove my ego and my nervousness or lack of assurance and I just dance, that's going to read through in the film. Yeah, and film sets can be very strange places energetically too because there is a passion for the project, but there's also a lot going on at all times of of the process. And as as you alluded to, film sets can also be minefields for injuries as well because yeah. there are those rough surfaces and there's there is that repetition and you know, maybe the jeté that you do at the end of the show you're doing like 15 times on concrete. Mhm. Some videographers and some directors do have experience with dance, um, but many do not. And sometimes there seems to be some sort of translation between like what and how someone might direct an actor or someone who is repeating lines versus someone who is repeating movement. What advice do you have for videographers who are working with dancers? And have you found any conversations with them to be productive? I'll say for me, I've honestly really lucked out in that every videographer that I've worked with and director that I've worked with, um, any creatives that are working behind the camera to bring the, the dream to life or to the screen, they've been very trusting of me. And if there is a conversation happening or if there's room for a conversation between them and the dancer, then that's all that needs to happen. Because the dancer should be able to voice where they're coming from, and then the videographers, directors should be able to voice where they're coming from, and then tell the dancers, this is what my dream is, and then the dancers let the videographer know, okay, this is how I think that I can help that dream come to life. So it, it has to be this back and forth because they're not dancers. So they can't just say, okay, I want you to do this and then do that because they don't know the choreography like that. They don't know what it feels like to be in the body like that. Unless they learn that step and they've been rehearsing it with the dancer, then maybe they do. But 
nine times out of 10, they don't. They just know what they see in the lens. And some things are humanly possible, possible and some things aren't humanly possible. Um, or sometimes what it is that they want the dancer to do, the dancer may have to throw away some of the integrity of the choreography in order to make that thing happen. So I think any communication, and I don't mean communication is just I tell you this and then you deliver, but uh, any conversation is the best place to start from. And I think it'll always rough out any edges. And for dancers, uh, I'd like to say that it's going to be not only easier for you, but also easier for the videographer and directors if you own the fact that you are one of the most important um, aspects of what's happening in this current scene with this current shot in this part of the story. Like you are the most important and so own it, step into your majesty. And it doesn't mean that you have to be snotty or it doesn't mean that you have to be arrogant. It just means that you have to understand that you have to come with ideas. You are, they got ideas. They know this whole world that's happening on the screen. And so you have to come in with your own ideas and you have to be available to let them know that certain things don't work and not just present the problem, but also have a solution and understand that they need you. They need you not to just be a body in space. They need you to be a very integral part of the whole process. And that means having an opinion and mm -hmm. and being able to express your opinion and explain your opinion and then help your opinion to meld in with the core or with the videographers and directors opinion fantastic advice at least i really think it's important for dancers to hear from other performers who are appearing on camera because even after the pandemic when dancers were kind of finding themselves on screen there's still isn't really a space dedicated to film performance as a dancer or how to how do you adapt your movement to film like a lot of the training is still proscenium oriented and you already offer some wonderful um tidbits for someone who may be looking to perform on film but what other advice do you have for someone who might be looking to do film specific performance find a way to help it to be fun when i get to know the videographer and I get to start hearing the way in which they envision shots or the way in which they see choreography working. And it makes me want to sit down with them and to, to start dreaming up a project because it's not just me anymore. It's me with all of my knowledge that I have from dance mixed in with this other person that has all this knowledge from cinema. And then we're going to come together and we're going to make something very educated and informed now that I have worked so many times in film. When I think of the uh, cinematographers and videographers I've worked with that I've gotten to sit down with after a conversation with them when talking about film, like I always leave inspired like, oh man, we got to get together. We got to make something together because that person has these ideas and they spins me into these ideas. And if we put all that together, then we like... That's what's worked for me. Of course, I think the most direct way would be to get a camera yourself and start choreographing for film, getting the homies together and start shooting your own dance film and learning from the ground up. And maybe one day I'm gonna do that, but definitely for me right now, it's collaborating with people who I've already worked with, who inspire me to think outside of my normal proscenium dance box.
That's that's awesome. That's a you know, wonderful tidbit to take away from this. Um, Tunji, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we can't wait to see what comes next. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amy Seiwert's imagery presents Sketch 12, Dear Diary, on July 15th and 16th at the Cowell Theatre at Fort Mason. Featuring three world premieres by artistic director Amy Seiwert, imagery's new artistic fellow Natasha Adorley, and choreographer Joshua Pugh, this evening presents works that explore themes of nostalgia and are developed in creative feedback processes rarely seen in ballet settings. More information about Sketch 12 can be found in the show notes. Dancing Through the Lens is a production of the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It is produced and hosted by Chris Willette and Claire Schweitzer. Theme music for Dancing Through the Lens was composed by Daria Novo. You can find the San Francisco Dance Film Festival online at sfdancefilmfest.org and in the social media pages linked in the show notes.